Welcome to the She Illuminates podcast, an empowerment hub for Christian women just like you who are ready to be filled by God's truth and light and illuminate their God-given influence in their homes, careers, businesses, and communities. I'm your host, Shamel Evans. I'm passionate about creating a space, connecting, and transforming the lives of women. We talk about real things, and we value transparency, honesty, and vulnerability. Be empowered to live anchored in your faith, influence your patch, and walk in your purpose. Let's dive in. Hey there, ladies. Welcome back to the She Illuminates podcast. And, you know, today I want to chat about the topic of our prayer life. And I wanted to ask you guys, have you had those moments when you feel like you're talking to God constantly and you hear cricket and you're trying to figure out why is he not listening? Why you haven't heard anything? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I felt the exact same way, but not until God really showed me that there is power in prayer. But before we can tap into that power, we have to learn to be still in his presence to truly connect with him in order to hear from him. And I think a lot of times we're so busy and we're trying to put these little moments to talk with God just in the little pockets of our our day-to-day walk that we get frustrated when we don't hear from him. And so today I have the lovely Destiny Thomas, who is a prayerpist, and she's going to give us more details about what that is. But she's here today to talk with us about the power of prayer. But not only that, but how we have to be still in order to hear from God. So, Destiny, welcome to the show. And could you please introduce yourself to the ladies? Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. Um, My name is Destiny Thomas. I am a motivational speaker, an author, a prayer and discernment coach. But my clients know me as the prayer piss. And basically what it is that I do is I have group sessions and or one-on-one sessions where I really help people dive into their relationship with God, be able to hear and discern God's voice for themselves so that they can find out what their God-given purpose is and really have clarity in life because a lot of us don't have that. I just have found that a lot of us don't have a structured or very intentional prayer life because we assume that our prayer life is attached to our pastor or you know someone of our church when in all actuality, God wants to speak to all of us and is speaking to all of us on a regular basis but we just don't have the tools to be able to know that. So that's who I am and what I do. That's awesome. And I love how you brought up the fact that we just have to dive into that relationship with God. And I think it's kind of like the saying that, you know, we, we kind of want to just hold on to the tales of our pastors and those spiritual leaders in our life. But really, we have that intimate and personal relationship with God. And God really wants us to nurture that. And I think when we get still, the idea of being still scares a lot of us because we have this attitude that we got to constantly be on the hustle, got to constantly be on the grind and make things happen. When in actuality, in my own life, I learned the more that I slowed down, Mm -hmm. made my intimate time with God, the more he started to download. I call them my holy downloads. Mm -hmm. He started to direct me exactly where I need to show up in life. He was correcting me on some mindset issues and just perspectives. And the more he started to guide me specifically in what I wanted to do. But it's about being still and getting the presence of God. And I love how you're advocating and really being out front to call out women to say, hey, we have to really own our prayer life. We really have to be intentional with that. So, Destiny, I want to first start talking about why do you think a lot of us struggle 
or get frustrated when we don't hear from God? Or what do you think holds us back from making that time with him? Well, to answer the first question, I think a lot of us, what holds us back or what allows us to get frustrated is I, I see a lot in my sessions with people is that a lot of us actually deal with abandonment and rejection. Not hearing from God immediately rubs that rejection seed the wrong way, right? And we just feel like I'm not good enough. He wants to answer everyone else's prayers, but not me. So that's why we get frustrated. And we usually just say, what's the point? Why am I doing this? You know, why am I going to keep coming to someone who's just going to reject me? But more importantly, I have found that the reason why we are not hearing from God is kind of like what you said, you know, we're not being intentional. Um, And there was one thing that God revealed to me as all of this was unraveling in my life or actually as I was dealing with infertility, because I was like, God, why are you not answering me? I've given you my life and I've done it your way based on paper. But why are you not answering me? And God said, Destiny, that's because you're not praying. And I was very offended because I was like, God, well, what do you call what I'm giving you right now? I'm praying, right? And he was like, you're not praying, you're venting. He said, you know, to pray is to be in conversation with me. And so he posed the question to me. He said, what is venting? And he said, and I said, well, God, it's when you pick up the phone, you release all of your frustrations and angers to your friend or whoever you're speaking to. And then you say, you know what? Thank you so much for listening. And you go about your day. And he said, okay, and what does conversating look like? And I said, you know, you call, you, you ask them how they're doing. You say, you know, there's some things on my heart that is pressing upon my heart. And I really need some direction, some clarity, some answers, a different perspective. And they listen intently to what I'm saying. And then they give me the response and I'm listening attentively because I really want an answer. I really want direction. And he said, that's the difference. My kids are going around coming to me, the coach, the one with all the answers, the one with the plays the, to, to win a game, to win the championship. But they're leaving feeling released and feeling better, but with no direction and no instruction. And that really changed my entire perspective on prayer because I was like, if I get up from here and I only feel better, but I don't have a, a strategy or any answers, I didn't stay long enough. I wasn't intentional enough about what I came here for. Yes. I love that how you break down prayer versus venti. And I think that's probably the major frustrating point, like you said, because we just go and vent. And I had to learn in my prayer walk that don't just come to God when things are wrong. You know, right. with the attitude of I got to release and I got to go ask God to fix something or to answer something. But again, like you said, it's that intimate relationship, that conversation of just that dialogue that God wants to have with us to know how his daughter is. And he wants us to be able to, to really live in the abundance that he has for us, but he doesn't want us to kind of have this drive-by relationship with him. He wants us to go deeper with him. And so I love how you really talk about the abandoning and the rejection, because that too, as you have all those different emotions going on, then you start comparing. It seems like he's answering her prayers or his prayer. And why not me? And like you said, it just drives you further away from Christ when really we should start being more attentive of being still. So which that brings me to the question of why is it so important to carve out that time with God? You know, not really looking at, okay, do I have to do 10 minutes a day or hours? Just in general, why is it so important to be intentional with whatever amount of time you have? to really pour into just that time with God? And what does that look like for you? It's very important to be intentional with God because the first thing is none of us like to be used. Everybody gets irritated by that person where you see them calling and you're like, oh my gosh, they need something again. Like they want some advice again. And that's the first thing. 
at the end of the day, God is our father first. He loves us and he wants us to be intentional about wanting to spend time with our dad. God gives me a lot of analogies. So another thing he said to me is, you know, it frustrates me because my children go around saying, I'm a good God. I'm always on time, right? I'm a good father. But in retrospect, their actions say that I'm a deadbeat father, right? Because their actions say that I gave them a purpose and a plan, which is what everybody says, right? God gave me a purpose and a plan. But yet and still we wake up every single day making decisions on our own and then bringing them to God to ask him to rubber stamp them. Where if we really assumed that God was a good father, we would assume that with that expectation, with that purpose and plan that he gave us, he also gives us the steps of how to achieve it, right? So for me, the reason why being intentional with God is so important and so pertinent is because like you said a little bit earlier, I go to God every morning and say, God, what is it that you want me to do with this day? God, what is it? Who do you want me to reach out to? What is it that you want me posting on my social media platform? What is it that you want me going live and talking about? Because I literally have went on live one day with the intention to speak about one topic, but because I've prayed that the Lord will redirect and give the person who needs a message, a message. He's the only one who can use one message and allow it to reach everybody in the room and heal everybody in the room at one time. And that's why it's important to be intentional about God, because there's so many mistakes I have avoided. There's so many accidents. There's so many bad relationships I've avoided, bad business things I would have gotten into if it was based on what it looks like. But when you are being intentional about God, he's literally giving you the preparation. He's giving you the execution. He's giving you literally the download. Like I have journal after journal of destiny. This is how I want you to go about today. And I always say when I created my own to-do list, I would maybe get two or three things done on a 20 thing to-do list. But with God, he'll give me two things and it will get everything done on that 20 list because he can, he knows all he's everywhere. So yeah, that's why being intentional with him is so important because I always say you work so much smarter and not harder when you do it his way. Yes, I love that. And that's something I've been doing in my own personal walk is just waking up every day. Even though I have my attendance list, I just say, God, show me what you desire for me. Help me to be flexible because at the end of the day, I want this to glorify you, not me. Right. And those things that I may not understand or may not know, guide me and be my strength. And I love how John chapter 15 says that if we abide in him and uh, my words abide in you, ask whatever you will and it shall be done. But I think we're so easy to skip the first part and say, if I ask, it'll be done. But you missed the first part where it says, if you abide in him and his words abide in you, that means I got to get somewhere and sit down Mm -hmm. to to abide, to dwell. And God is not into that fast. You know, we, we live in a society where we want things instantly. Well, really, he said, I'm about being slow, you know, and biting and dwelling. He wants to have that personal connection with you so that he can speak to your heart. And I think a lot of times, maybe we are scared to hear what God really wants to say. Because mm-hmm. maybe we're fearful that he's going to say something that we really don't want to hear. Right. Next time I'll go to God and he'll check me. He'll check my character. And he'll mm-hmm. say, well, you're asking for X, Y, and Z. Well, are you really ready for it? Because I need to do some more pruning and some more digging up some stuff to help develop your character before I allow you to walk into something. But just think if our demeanor is that, well, if he's not going to give me what I want, then I don't really want him. Then we're using him, like you said. We're using him when he's like, I am a good father, but I want to guide you in all things. I want to just chat to the woman who may be listening, who may be new in Christ. 
and she's trying to really figure out this whole thing about your prayer life and what that looks like. Do you have any tips? Because you mentioned that you're a prayerless. And so could you just go in a little bit more details about what you do when you work with your group or your one-on-one sessions and maybe a tip that maybe a new Christian, a new follower may need help in what their prayer life and maybe a tip that can be for those who are still growing because we're constantly growing in our faith journey. Yes, definitely. So the first thing is when I was dealing with infertility the, and the Lord gave me that whole speech about venting and conversating, he gave, I said, okay, God, I really want to know how it is I can hear from you every single time. So I'm not venting. So I'm conversating. I'm actually listening to you. And the Holy Spirit gave me a specific template, a step-by-step process of how if I prayed and using this template, I would be able to hear from him. And it worked. And it and it changed my entire life. It changed my prayer life. So I, I actually share that with the people in my sessions. It's a six-step process. When I actually sat down and thought about it, I was like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense. Number one of the six-step process is creating the atmosphere. A lot of questions I always get is, how do I know it's God and not me, right? You know, how do I know it's not the enemy telling me to do something and it's God? So when you create the atmosphere that immediately removes the enemy, he doesn't want to be in God's presence at all, right? Um, He was the angel of music and that's what got him kicked out of heaven because he was so beautiful. So he doesn't like praise and worship music at all. Step number two is asking. Ask and you shall receive. That's in Matthew, right? So I say, Lord, Allow me to hear what it is you are only saying to me in this moment and remove the spirit of distraction because that's the other question I get, right? How do you not think about what's for lunch and what's for dinner and what the kids are doing? And also, I always get that one person who's like, I promise you, every time I'm ready to talk to God, my husband calls or my son walks in the door. And no, it's not a, it's not anything bad on them, but it's just a spirit of distraction that's coming in the way of you trying to talk to God so you don't have any clarity or direction. So I ask, Lord, allow me to hear what it is you're saying to me in this moment and remove the spirit of distraction. And then number three is going with gratitude. A lot of us go in with our hands out and not our hearts, which is the venting these, right? So I just say, God, I'm thankful for what you've done thus far. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for, you know, being you. Honestly, you don't have to do anything else for me because you've given your only begotten son for me, like really. And then the next step is prayer, but with vulnerability. I have found that a lot of us aren't getting anywhere with God because we're not being honest with God. And I always say, unfortunately, a lot of it has to do with our interpretation of the word. Because the word does say to not be in fear, we think we can't be honest with God and tell him that we're fearful. And if you're not being honest and transparent and vulnerable with God, then he can't meet you there. He's going to meet you where you're meeting him. So I'm very honest with God. I'm like, God, I'm frustrated. I'm upset. God, I'm, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I need you to give me some direction. Like, I talk to God like he is my best friend because he is. So the next step is really just digging deep. And I always say God is a God of root. He doesn't want to deal with the surface. He wants to get to that stuff that we're sweeping under the rug, our abandonment issues. He wants to talk about how you really feel about your parents. He wants to talk about not when your husband is coming, but why can't you keep a man, right? He wants to dig deep. And we are not digging deep, which is why we're not getting results. And then the step after that is really being still and listening. Because I pray, my preference is in the form of journal praying. Of course, I pray aloud and all those other ways as well. But I literally sit there with my pen on the paper, pouring out my heart. And then I just let my pen sit there and let the Lord take over. And he will literally pour out in words what he wants me to do, what it is he wants is dealing with me. And he gives me things that he's preparing me for. 
Um, like in November, he had me doing a 40 day fast and he said, these are the things that are going to come against you during this fast, but I need you to be diligent. So he really gives me instruction. And then the last step is confirmation. I say, God, you know, these are the things that came up in prayer today, God, but was this you that I want to be in your will. So I need you to confirm for me that it was you and not my own emotions, not my own emotions, really not my flesh. And he'll come back and say, you know, that was me or no, that was you. And we go from there and continue that conversation. But those are the six steps that really have changed my entire prayer life because it's a process. Like you literally are following and making sure you're postured appropriately to hear from God as you move, remove distractions, you remove um, the enemy, you remove just everything and you made yourself available to him. So those six steps for a beginner or someone who's a little bit more advanced, because I honestly work with people all over the world that are at different levels and this template has help them in large ways. But more importantly, I would say, be yourself with God. God is tired of us being fraudulent. And that's just that, you know, he's really tired of us being fraudulent. He's tired of us basically going to the hospital saying nothing's wrong, but sitting there waiting for the doctor. He's the doctor. He's not going to operate on us. He's not, I always say God's a gentleman. He's an invitational God. You can't ask God why your finances are not changing if you have not given him authority over your finances, but you've only given him authority over your marriage. You have to let him know. And the misconception that that holds a lot of people back is he's God and he knows everything. Yes, he is God and he knows everything, but he gives us all free will. And I think we forget that. we He's not going to be dibbling and dabbling in your stuff unless you tell him that he can dibble and dabble in your stuff. So that would be my advice to even the new prayer warrior or the advanced prayer warrior to really just be vulnerable, be honest, be transparent and be okay with what comes out of it. I love that. And, you know, it's just my heart is just feels so overjoyed because the point is he will meet us exactly where we are. Yes. You, one of your points was just be vulnerable. Like he already knows. And like you say, He's an invitational guy. Like he knows, but he's really just waiting there to say, will my daughter, will she just come and sit at my feet and just share? And that's something, an area that I've grown because in my mind, I thought I got to hold these feelings behind and don't really say nothing. But I'm like you, there's moments where I'm like, God, I am frustrated. I am frustrated to the point where I just want to quit throwing the towel, but I know I can't operate in my strength and I need you. So I have a moment of prayer where I'm just sitting. I'm like, God, I don't know what to say right now. Right. says, if I come to you, that's all I need to do. So there are moments where my prayer time is just quiet. I'm right. just sitting and listening because I have a lot of women that I work with that talk about, you know, needing help with their purpose. And the first thing that I say is I'm not going to give you this checklist of, OK, go do these things. My thing is your purpose is tied to your position with God. Where mm-hmm. are you in your mm-hmm. relationship with God? Where are you in your prayer life? Have you made and committed to being intentional with sitting with God in his presence, welcome the the fullness of his joy, like really sitting there and just being honest with him, because I think that's where it starts. He wants to meet you right where you are, but you got to say, okay, God, I don't know how I'm doing this or what's going to come of this, but I have to. And I think for me, it was about tapping to really believing because the word says that whatever you ask in prayer, you have to believe it in order Mm -hmm. to receive it. And I think a lot of times we just keep asking, we keep asking God. But really, do we really believe? Because sometimes I challenge myself and say, well, if I start worrying about it, becoming anxious or trying to control it or figure it out myself, that doesn't mean I really believe. Because right. now I'm putting it back on me. I'm trying to figure it out. 
But really, I have to step back and check myself daily and say, okay, Chanel, you got to really believe in the things that you've been asking God for. And you have to believe that whatever decision or whatever he directs you, that's according to his will and plans, you have to trust it. And so I love the fact how you're challenging women to create that atmosphere, to really go after asking God, you know, specifically for things, being vulnerable and going deeper. And that's the big thing that I've learned in my personal walk is that he wants to, he wants to pluck things up by the root. Right. A lot of times we just want to just take that little bandaid off and just temporarily fix it. And then six months later, we're back crying out to God. He's like, what, what if we just stop that? What if we just start plugging things up from the root and really having a transformation that's going to take place? And so, Destiny, the last question that I want to ask you is that when it comes to being still, because, you know, we can sit here and talk about the positive things. Let's share a little insight about maybe if you had a struggle because you brought up the infertility in your personal walk. How did you push through that? Even in that, that dark period of time when maybe prayer was kind of challenging for you, how did you redirect yourself to be still, to really just be still and constantly just focus on God, even in the midst of that, that hard time? Well, to be perfectly honest, the Lord had to arrest me. Um, I had battled with infertility for three and a half years. I had got to a point where I was so upset with God that I told God I didn't want anything to do with them. I was like, I've done what you've requested of me and I'm only asking for this thing and you're not giving it to me. And it was a very dark season of my life. And I began to pay thousands of dollars and get surgeries and do basically be a lab rat for the doctors. And God and my mother both said, you're being a hypocrite. You're saying how good of a God I am you're telling everybody, I gave you your husband, I got you your house, I got you your good job. But when I don't do one thing that you want me to do in the timing that you want, now you need a doctor, right? Now, when the first commandment I gave my children was to be fruitful and multiply. So there's no exception to destiny there. Like I'm, I still want to do that. But more importantly, what he said was destiny more than you'll give that baby this house you keep telling me about, this good job that you could pay for, this husband and all of this, you're going to give your child your brokenness. And Destiny, you're broken. You're dealing with abandonment. You're dealing with rejection. You're dealing with identity issues. And your child is a blessing from me. There's a part of it that I don't bless mess, basically, is what he said. He said, your marriage is falling apart. And there's some things, there's some deep rooted things I need to do in you before I can prepare you for that season of your life. And that's really what I tell people uh, when I work with them is they come looking for this purpose and this clarity of not being stuck. Then they get frustrated when God's focusing on that abandonment issue with their father. And they're like, well, God, you're not answering what I'm asking for. And he's like, I'm not a God that blesses mess. I cannot show you your purpose because if I show it to you, is going to rub all of the abandonment where you're not even going to move forward. So I really had to get to a point where I was like, you know what? I had to get out of my own feelings and realize that God does know what's best for me. I started reading the book of Samuel and read Hannah's story about how she wasn't able to have a baby. And I locked myself in the room, actually, that is now my son's room. And I just cried out to God. And I was like, I'm so sorry, Lord, do whatever needs to be done. God, I just want to come back to you. The other thing was, because God and I had a very close relationship since I was young, there was this way of being in his presence that would immediately come over me. 
And once I turned my back on him, it was gone. Now, yes, I know God never left me, but that, like, I mean, I could just say God and I could immediately feel his presence and it was gone. And I tell people it was the scariest, darkest moment of my life because I finally felt what a day-to-day sinner would feel, how they're anxious all the time and they're afraid. I was like, I couldn't even drive in my car without thinking somebody was going to hit me. It was like the craziest thing. And I just was so depressed and so just like, what is my purpose? I don't want to live anymore. If I can't have a kid, what is the reason for even being here? Just being there, I just was like, I can't do this. It's either my mom's going to take me out of here, literally, or I need to find God again. And so I just begin to cry and say, God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. Like, I really just want to be in your presence. And it was in that time when God was telling me that the reason why you haven't been getting the answers that you've been looking for is because you've been venting. You've been so frustrated with your situation that you haven't been hearing me because I've been giving you direction this entire time, but you've been allowing your emotions to block your ears. So that is where I was with that and how I got back to prayer and really being with God again. And the one thing that I want to bring up to reveal to ladies who always question their purpose and try to figure out what's that next thing. Because you allowed yourself to go through this process and really open up to God, this paved way to what you're doing now. Because think right. about it. If you didn't journey through those different things, if you didn't muster up the courage to lean into the work that God is calling you to, to do, he allowed your journey, the lessons you learned, and he just downloaded in you this template that really was for you. Right. And because of your faith and being obedient, now you're walking in that purpose of helping others to gain clarity around just their prayer life and what God is calling them to. And so I want women to know, don't push off where you currently are. Don't overlook where you are. That's why it's so important for us to show up in life right where we are and take it all in, whether it feels good, looks good, the messiness or whatever. Really tune in and say, God, what are you doing in the season? I welcome it. I embrace it. I'm going to accept the work that you're doing because all of it is part of my journey of me actually walking in my purpose. And I think that's the thing. We think our purpose is this big end results when really God is like, I just need you to show up moment by moment sometime as I guide you. And I'm so thankful that even in the midst of that hard time destiny, you made the comment, I found God again. And I think that is so much power there because we know God doesn't leave us, but we stray away. And it's okay for that woman on the other end who feels like she's too far along gone. She she can't. No, you're never too far gone from him. You can always get back to him. And like we said at the beginning, it's that open invitation. But that open invitation really starts with you just being still. Mm-hmm. Being still, getting at his presence and just really surrendering your heart. And if you're mad at God, express that. If you're frustrated, if you've done some things, he wants to hear from you. But make that time to be intentional with him. And Destiny, I just want to say thank you for this conversation because this has been so good. You know, just the tips that you have provided, just the process of your prayer walk. And so before we go, I just want you to share with the audience how you shine it forward. Because She Illuminates is about women being empowered to shine God's truth and light. And sometimes it's big things. Sometimes it's little tasks. So how do you shine it forward in your everyday walk? So how do I shine it forward? Well, I do go live um, Monday through Friday um, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I just pray for God's people. Like you said, there God gives it to us step by step. So 
October of 2017, the Holy Spirit called me out of corporate without any plan A, B, C, nothing. And I was like, hold on, Jesus, did we think this through? And when I left, I kept saying, okay, God, you know, you're about to bring this millions. You're about to like take care of my household. And God was like, no, I just want you to go live and pray for people. And I thought it was the craziest thing ever because I'm like, God, how am I going to be able to pay bills? My husband's income can't cover everything because we dealt with infertility and some other things. And God said, no, just go live and pray for my people. So I do that weekly. I go live and pray for God's people because I feel like we've gotten away from asking people how they are doing and actually waiting to hear the response, right? And actually asking to pray for them or really care. And the best way to ask somebody how they're doing is to pray for them or ask them, is there something you can pray for them about? Because they'll dig deep really quick. They'll be like, oh, yes, my mama. Or So that is how I shine light forward. I just go live and pray for whoever comes across um, the live that requests prayer. And just really to encourage people and to remind people every single day that God knows what we're going through. Even in our darkest moments, even in our greatest moments, he truly does know what we're going through. and really wants us to just come back to him. A lot of us are walking around in condemnation when God gave us forgiveness right when we asked for it. Destiny, can you share with our audience how they can connect with you possibly on Instagram or your website? Because I know that there are going to be some listeners who who may need that additional help and that support to just continue to grow on their prayer walk. So can you share your Instagram handle and your website? Yes, of course. Um, I can be found on Instagram at realizing underscore destiny. Or my website is www.realizingdestiny.com. Um, I also have a podcast as well. It's called Realizing Destiny Podcast, and it's on iTunes. And we just talk about the importance of prayer in every area of, of your life. So we first, we talk about marriage and then entrepreneurship and then motherhood. So those are some ways that you can find me and what I have going on. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for just giving some insight. And you truly blessed me. So I know that this message will bless our audience as well. So again, you guys, I will have show notes and all the links to her site and her Instagram handle. And just remember, just be intentional with being still and just getting in the presence of God. He wants to speak to you, but make that time and make that commitment to do so. So thanks again, and I'll catch you next time. Are you ready to find clarity around your purpose and transform your vision into action? Join me for the six-week She Emerges Intensive, which includes one-on-one mentoring and strategy. Together, we will get clear on your why, core desired feelings, and who you want to serve well. We will formulate a faith-infused plan of action that includes laying out your monthly intentions and weekly tasks. Walk away with clarity, guidance, and support to take the next bold step of faith in your calling on God's terms. Schedule your free clarity call today at shamelevans.com forward slash she emerges.